and also um, the new decade. And as our banner says, it's hung over the door. We gotta, we gotta keep that vision. Hallelujah! If we don't keep it out in front of us and think about it, you know, for you, for you know it, this year will be coming gone and. Things that we want uh, to have done, we will not do. So we've got to, uh, we really got to keep it up in front of us. Hallelujah. Many things that are happening and transpiring in the world going on. And personally, I feel like everything is coming together. Uh, On the world scene, it's all coming. And I tell you, I tell you the next thing that I'm, I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking to pick up the newspaper, or turn on the newspaper, or turn on the TV, or one night at six o'clock, and hear world announcement: uh, ground is being broke for the temple in Jerusalem. That's what I'm. That's the next thing I'm looking forward to, um, uh, to hear that that temple. And I'm going to tell you, folks, when that temple, that last temple, is built. Uh, it's not going to be very much longer. It won't be very much longer because it will it will begin to happen just like that. And uh, it's so many things going, hallelujah. But while we're here, just like what we've been talking about, we got to occupy till he comes. Amen? Amen. we got to occupy. We can't just sit down and quit and say, well, I'm going to wait till it ends now. Uh there's some souls that, uh, uh, that are lost that may be waiting on you to do something. Amen. Um, take, take an initiative to invite somebody to come to the house of God. Uh, I heard, um, I've heard testimony, and I was thinking about one, but it's been more than one time. I've heard um, uh, people make a testimony that's serving God in the house of God saying, that uh, they never, for years, they never went to church because nobody ever invited them. People have all kind of um, excuses and whatever, but there are some people that literally are waiting for somebody to say something. Amen. And wouldn't that be a blessing to you that you be the one to, uh, to do that inviting and they come and they give their life to Jesus and one day you see them in glory because you decided to invite somebody. They come to the house of God. Well, let's get into the message. We want to welcome those that are coming online just about right now, uh, uh, watching from the live stream. We're going to go to, uh, uh, today to uh, the Old Testament, to the book of Ezra. We're going to read some scriptures from Ezra and the Old Testament. Uh, the first chapter, we're going to read verses 2 through 4 for our scripture reference today. Hallelujah. This is what it reads like. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah, 
who is among you of all his people. May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the man of this place help him with silver and gold and with goods and livestock. Beside the free will offerings for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Let's bow our heads and pray today. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your love and your grace. Thank you, God, for the privilege to be in your house today. We pray for those that are not here due to sickness. We ask that you would be with them. Bless this message now. Help me, God, grant favor unto me to give the word as you have put on my heart. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, God bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. There will be a lot of things happening fairly quickly as we move into this new year. Uh, In the um, uh, month of March, uh, the uh, missions conference uh, was transpire again at FAC, uh, and um, we are uh, looking uh, forward to that taking place and um, other things that are happening. I don't know when the first uh, yet. I haven't been given a text in a text, but uh, when, when we find out when the first fellowship meeting is, we will be letting you uh, know about that. Uh, but. Um, uh, next um, uh, Sunday night, I'm, I can make mention this. Ronnie's going to be going elsewhere preaching. Uh, be his be his first time preaching out somewhere. Uh, Brother Joseph has asked, has asked him to come there, and uh, he's going to be preaching at Hope Apostolic next Sunday night. Uh, so um, uh, that uh, we want to pray for him on that. Amen, and support and back him up on that. As for our our scripture that I've read here today, there is a question I want to deal with. And that question is this. Are there any survivors in the house? Are there any survivors in the house? When we read our scripture in the book of Ezra, the fourth verse of that, uh, Ezra chapter 1 and verse 4, said, And whoever is left in any place. That phrase there in the King James says, Whoever is left. But I want to read that fourth verse in the English Standard Version, which is a newer translation. And this is, this is what it reads like. And let each survivor. Think about that. Let each survivor in whatever place he sojourns be assisted by the men of that place with silver and with gold and with goods and beasts besides freewill offerings for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. 
Amen. Each survivor. Are there any survivors in the house? I know there's some survivors. I found that out when I looked and I saw Sister Linda walking into the door. <laughs> Amen. After being gone several weeks, well, praise God, we got one survivor anyway, at least. But I have a feeling we got more than one. And the intention of this message today is to encourage you and to give you some hope. Because every one of us, In here today, we are survivors of one sort or another. Amen. Uh, And you'll better understand what I'm talking about as I get into the message. Um, Start off by giving you a a story from history. Uh, Recent history, not all that long ago. But in the spring of 1998... A destructive twister dropped from the sky in Nashville and went through the downtown area and headed east, making havoc of everything in its path. The deadly wind funnel stayed on the ground all the way to Wilson County where it finally dissipated and ceased its vicious rage. I remember that day well. It was in the afternoon, and uh, I hadn't been driving a school bus for about a year and a half, and I was driving for Wilson County at the time, and I was on that school bus with a whole bunch of children uh, from Gladewell Elementary School. And uh, uh, I remember the the warnings that came over the two-way radio on all the buses. (coughs) In the middle of that of the path of that tornado, the historic Hermitage Plantation where President Andrew Jackson had made his home during his life, the news reports say that on that plantation alone, on that farm alone, over 1,000 trees were blown over and uprooted as a twister passed by. In a few days... I took a drive past the area to view the damage. I waited for a few days because much of that for for a few days you couldn't get by. Roads were blocked with everything. But I took a drive past that area myself. And believe me, for those of you who saw it and witnessed it, it looked like a war zone. Literally, it looked like a war zone. Trees were laying everywhere. But... Here and there was a tree standing strong and tall amidst all the fallen trees. They had survived the storm. They were survivors. Hallelujah. Same true with with different building structures. There were some places where houses were tore completely up, churches was tore up in East Nashville over there. There's a church damage really bad. But then right next to it, there was, there was a house or a building standing that survived and got through without uh, a scratch. Now in our text this morning, the nation of Israel had been in exile for 70 years. Jerusalem had been ransacked and her 
temple destroyed by the invading hordes from Babylon. Many people had died as captives and slaves in a foreign land while they dreamed of what used to be back in their native homes so far away. Defeat, depression, and despair was taking their toll among once proud Jewish people. Amen. But the purpose of God had never diminished. His plan and his timeline was well intact. In fact, if you go back before the Babylons came, God had prophesied through prophets for several years what was going to happen, and God said exactly how long the captivity was going to be. God knew how long it was going to be. He, he prophesied and let him know that it was going to last for 70 years. But sometimes when you're going through things, how many knows that we can sometimes forget some of the promises that God gives us? Because you are fighting so hard and you're going through, you're oppressed so much that even though you know about what God said, what you're dealing with kind of overshadows all that. And that's the way the Jews was. Defeat, depression, and despair was everywhere, and it was taking the toll. <clears throat> but the purpose of God never diminished. All that was needed for the destiny of a troubled people to be fulfilled was a group of survivors. Hallelujah who had the wind knocked out of them, yes, but all that was needed was this group of survivors to stand on their feet and proclaim, hey, Satan, I'm still here. Glory. Amen. Oh, a lot of us have gone through times where we've literally had the, the wind knocked out of us, amen, spiritually. Now, I don't know if you've ever had the wind knocked out of you literally or not, but that's not a good feeling. It's a scary feeling. I remember when I was a child, and I was no more than about five years old, we was always going down to Shelby Park. My family was, and as you made your interest down in the park, going towards the little uh, lake down there on the left was a, a big play area. And there was one, used to be, it's not there no more, a, a great big high slide. And uh, I got on that thing, and I was up the very top, fixing to slide down. And I lost my balance, and I fell from the top, and I smacked flat on the ground, just like that. And it knocked all the wind out of me. And I couldn't breathe, I couldn't get my breath for, uh, for, for I don't know, several seconds. Having the wind knocked out of you, amen, don't feel good. Amen. I'm a lot older now, but I can still remember that experience even though I was a child. But a lot of times the devil can come along in your life, and he can hit you with something so hard that it will knock all the spiritual wind out of you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. But we don't need to get caught up in despair. We don't need to get caught up in depression. Um, amen. Or defeatist attitude. 
Amen. But we need to just stand up once we get our second win. Stand on our feet and say, hey, devil, guess what? You took your best shot, but I'm still here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I've had my spiritual wind knocked out. The devil has come my way a lot of times, and he has hit me with a lot of time. But by the grace of God, time after time, I've stood on my feet and I've said, devil, I'm still kicking out. Glory to God. I may be down, but I'm not out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you watch old Rocky, he get beat to a pulp. Amen. Blood everywhere and swelled up everywhere. Hallelujah. But he was always hauling at the opponent saying, come on. One more round. One more round. Oh, hallelujah. And there are people in this house today. There are people watching my live stream. You need to tell the devil, I'm still here. I'm still kicking out. And by the grace of God, I'm ready for one more round. Woo! Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Glory to God. God, forgive me for... Hallelujah, but I just got to add this because this is the right time. Last night, there were some survivors. Hallelujah. Amen. By the name of the Titans, they said, we're ready for one more round. Hallelujah. It had been a long time. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was 2008, last time they went to the playoffs. But guess what? They still stuck it out. Even though a lot of the fans walked away from them and ain't been watching them. Hallelujah. They're, they're getting interested again. Amen. Hallelujah. Ain't it interesting? Hallelujah, how people that'll leave you on one side, they'll come back. Amen. Let me tell you something. We need to start telling the devil today. Come on, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been, I've been uh, defeated in some battles, but I'm still in the war. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. In every war, every war is made up of, of independent battles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Back in World War II, it seemed like that the German war machine was going to take over, amen, the world. They just about conquered, amen, all of Europe. Amen. And, and, and old Hitler, man, he was just kicking along, just, just you know, running rapid over everything. Hallelujah. But on D-Day, hallelujah, praise God, amen, the tables begin to turn, can you say amen, hallelujah, and I'm telling you right now, glory to God, God is turning the table for his people, because God didn't create this church to fail, he didn't create it to be put to, hallelujah, down, glory to God, we're going to have victory in the end, can somebody say amen, Woo. so let me ask the question again, are there any survivors? In the house. Hallelujah. Anybody, amen, ready to tell the devil, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. It's time for those who had survived the captivity, amen, to go forth and reclaim their birthright and revive, amen, a comatose nation, amen, while bringing the glory back to Jehovah God. And it's the same thing for God's people today. We're still here. Glory! He ain't done a sin yet. Listen, 
Satan has unleashed in this hour an all-out assault on every nation, all families, individuals, and even churches to destroy the blessings of God in our lives and to hold us like captives and slaves, amen, to his every desire and whim. Come on. Many people have died in the midst of the struggle, not having enough strength to hold on and fight. But praise the Lord. God has got an army of survivors across the land. God has got a remnant, can you say amen? A remnant church who is beginning to stand up and shake the dust off and say, Devil, I believe I'll die another day. Woo, hallelujah. That's a, that's a message I heard Brother Jeff Arnold preaching because of times one time years ago. I'll die another day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The enemy coming to him right and left. He was trying to build a new church. Amen. And good contractors that came. Amen. And took a lot of money from him in the church. And they still didn't have the church about 50% built. To the point that a lot of the church members was ready to leave. Amen. They said, man, we followed this guy and he just got us in this mess. Hallelujah. But praise God, he got his second win. He came back, amen, to the because of the times. And he said, listen, folks. He said, I know one of these days I'm going to die. He said, but it ain't going to be today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, I'm going to stay. And I'm going to, he said, I'll die, but I'll die another day. Devil, it ain't going to be today. <laughs> oh, glory. Hallelujah. I'm not ready to roll over yet. What about you? I'm not ready. Hallelujah. I'm not ready to bite the dust. Come on, somebody. I'm not. <laughs> had a close friend of mine I worked with for years. And uh, we, were, we were really close. She got on the well. Uh, there, when I worked at the uh, state industry, he was a uh, he was a black brother that, uh, and I mean, we really, we really got tight. And he was, I mean, he was always asking me scriptures about the Bible and questions. And he t- he said, he said, preacher, he said, I ain't never heard nobody talk like you all my life. He said, I've learned more. He said, just just by our passing here, he said, than in 15 years of going to church where he went. He said, I, he said, I appreciate it. And we, and we were close. And one day he come in, he said, he said, he said, Reverend, he said, he said, when the day comes, he said, that I'll pass on. He said, I want you, he said, I want you to be the one to come preach my funeral. He said, I'm going to send word and I want you to be the one to come preach my funeral. And uh, uh, I stopped and I thought, this is all for just a, uh, a minute, and I says, okay. I said, uh, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, I'll even sing a song. He said, oh, really? I said, yeah, I'll sing, I'll sing a song. Another one bites the dust. He said, hey, no, 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 I didn't want that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> praise God. I'm going to tell you what, I'm not going to bite the dust for the devil. Hallelujah. There's going to come a day 
I'm going to dance on his grave. He ain't going to dance on mine. Do you hear what I'm saying? Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, oh, glory to God. So in this message today, I want to give you some biblical principles, at least two biblical principles of what it takes not only to survive. I want us to get out of just the surviving uh, mode, but to thrive. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I want to give you some biblical principles that let you know that we can not only survive, but we can thrive and claim our place in the victory lane for the kingdom of God. Whew. Hallelujah. God don't want you just holding on. He wants you going somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. A good, a good defense is all right. It's, it's necessary. But if you're going to win the ball game, you've got to advance down the field. Hallelujah. You've got to cross some goal lines. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. What are some of the principles the Bible gives us? Number one is desire. Desire. A lot of people, amen, they don't survive because they don't have any desire. That's sad, but it's true. When Satan interrupts your progress, it's got to be your desire to overcome, which will get you moving again. Amen. Do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying? You've got to have some desire to overcome, or you'll never get moving again if Satan interrupts your progress. When a person loses the want to because they are too tired from the struggle, they will fall off into unconcern and begin to live with a what's-the-use attitude. Amen. Sister, Sister Maybe sings that song sometimes. You gotta have the want to. You gotta have the go through. You gotta hold the t- uh, hold on with everything that's within you. You gotta have the want. Let me tell you something, folks. You ain't gonna make it in the kingdom of God if you don't have the want to. If you don't have the desire. People walk around all the time with a smirk and folding their hands like it will. Preacher tells this and that and that, and that. But that's impossible. We can't do this and we can't do that. I'll never be able to achieve that or I'll never be able to achieve that. The reason why is you don't have the want to. My Bible tells me I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. You've got to have a desire. Amen. You're going to start living a life with a what's the use attitude. Believe this pastor, please. When you get to that uh, kind of that state where you... Uh, you're right where the enemy wants you when you come to that place. All he has to do is wait for you to stop breathing because you will go on, amen, and just plain die. Never allow your desire. Hallelujah. Don't ever allow your desire to recover to die. Hallelujah. I believe the whole time Sister Linda was sick physically, I think that she had the feeling, I'm ready to get better. I'm going to get over this. Hallelujah. 
when you get sick naturally, you're going through things. Let me tell you something. I, I guarantee you, I've been through battles with kidney stones several times. Hallelujah. And every time I get thinking, man, I'll be glad when this is over. I'll be glad when this. Hallelujah. I hope the prophet told me right when he told me. When I'm going through a kidney stone, that prophet said, this too will pass. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. <coughs> you, you can't let your desire to recover, even though you're battling something, you can't. You can't let that desire to recover to die. You've got to, you've got to hold on. Listen, folks, and this is the truth. Amen. This is, we, we, got a, we got a nurse back here, and I think she'll agree with me when I say this. Many people die in a sick state a lot of times, not from the disease, because they live, lose the will. Hallelujah. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt. Some people have died of cancer, not particularly because of disease, because they gave up. Amen. When you give up, folks, you're as good as gone. Come on. You've got to keep fighting. You've got to hold on. Sister Linda sings that song sometimes. I'm going to keep on holding on. Keep on holding on. Hallelujah. You get you gotta keep that desire, folks. Psalms twenty seven and four. Put that up there and let's read and see what it says. David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord. Hallelujah. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his his temple. Hallelujah. King David had a desire to be in God's house. He had a desire. Let me tell you something. What, what, what did David say one time? He said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Hallelujah. He had a desire to worship, to give God praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Folks, don't never let the devil steal your desire. If he gets your desire, it ain't going to be but a few steps. He's got you. He's got you. There's, there's another principle, and I'm fixing to, I'm, I'm bringing it to a close. But beside desire, and it's something that's linked with it, you've got to have determination. Come on. If you're going to survive, you've got to have some determination. Now, many people who have had the desire but still failed to gain back whatever they had lost from the enemy, uh, they lost out because they had a lack of determination. Just because your desire is strong doesn't mean that your enemy will easily succumb and just let you walk out of Babylon to head back to home. Glory. You must have determination flowing like blood in your very being in order to overcome the uphill battle you will face regaining your God-given dream. Let me tell you something. It was a miracle that God raised up a heathen king by the name of Cyrus. 
And God used him to rebuild the very people, Brother, Brother Bobby, that destroyed Jerusalem. God brought, raised them up to rebuild. Hallelujah. Now, you might not say Cyrus was a righteous man, but he was very much a vessel of God. Just like we got some leaders today the same way. Hallelujah. God used Cyrus, and he made the decree, and he called out for, he said, any of y'all that's left, you've been here this 70 years. You survived all this. Rise up. Get some friends to help you, to give you some things that you need. Send you on your way. Hallelujah. So them Jews just started going off, headed back home. Singing the song, hi-ho, hi-ho, hallelujah. It's off to Zion I go. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Every day when that alarm clock rings at 3.30 in the morning, I'm singing that song. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. <laughs> hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. If my daddy was still around, he'd say, that's why I tried to tell you about getting in debt, boy. Hallelujah. Glory. There's going to be a lot of them early mornings you ain't going to want to get up. It's going to feel better to lay in the bed, but I owe, I owe, so it's off the work I go. So they were going back to Jerusalem. They had a desire. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't just... The devil just didn't lay down and stop. Hallelujah. They got back to Jerusalem and they started working. And there were some enemies. If you go back and you go and read, Brother Bobby tell you this, over in the book of Nehemiah and some of the rest of them, you're going to run into some Tobias and Sanballats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, they're going to get mad because you're trying to rebuild something for God. Hallelujah. So it wasn't an easy path. Not only did they have a desire to leave and go back, they had to have some determination. Or they would have never got the city rebuilt. They would have never got the temple rebuilt. They got to the point in place that they had to work on the wall with the tool in one hand and the weapon in the other, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Because they were, because the, uh, the chance of being attacked right and left. So what I'm telling you today, folks, if you want to be a survivor, if you want to get through it, you're not only going to have a desire, but you're going to have to have some determination. I've made that long trip from Babylon. Hallelujah. I'm not going back. They're not going to cause me, amen, to go back. I'm here for a purpose. you got to decide, amen, for your life. Said, hey, God saved me for a purpose. He filled me with the Holy Ghost for a purpose. Glory, hallelujah. I am a survivor, and not only am I going to survive, but I'm going to thrive. I want to end by reading the scripture in the book of Daniel. I've used this scripture here before I preached the message just on this. I'm going to be reading it from... Uh, uh, a different translation, Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. King James says that Daniel purposed in his heart. 
But look at what we got up here. Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank, so he asked permission from the chief officials not to defile himself. Daniel, long before God blessed him, before he was raised up and given everything he had, in the very beginning, he purposed in his life. He had determination. When they come along saying, you know, we got, we got all this king delicacies here. And um, a lot of it, no doubt, was, was uh, different kinds of pork meat and other kind of things that Jewish people uh, uh, couldn't eat and the wine that drank. And Daniel says, now, wait a minute. I've never ate nothing like that. None of that's never eaten. And he said, I don't want to defile myself. So he had some determination. And he wouldn't ask. He said, can't, will you please just give us something else, just vegetables, amen, to eat? And the old keeper over him, he said, man, he said, if, if I do that, he said, and the king comes back after a certain amount of time, and then y'all are not, your, your countenance is not looking good, and you don't have strength, and he said, you're going to put my head in jeopardy. Daniel said, just give us a test. Give us a test. Let's try this thing out for, uh, uh, for 10 days. And after 10 days, they were fatter than the other guys. Amen. Glory to God. They were much better off. And Daniel proceeded on. Amen. Because he had determination. Because he purposed in his heart. So in closing today. I'm going to ask the question again. Are there any survivors in the house? Do you got something inside you, amen, that's giving you a little ump that makes you, I'm going to go on. Hallelujah. We, we used to sing a song over the old church. We ain't sung in a while. Well, there's something down inside of me telling me to go on. There's something down inside of me telling me to go on. Hallelujah. And then the next verse tells us what it is. It's that Holy Ghost inside of me telling me to go on. Folks, I'm here to tell you, you can not only survive, but you can thrive. If you got a desire and determination. I don't know all the reason, the purpose, why God gave me this message, but you know what you're dealing with. You know what you've gone through. Everybody in here, you survived a lot of different things that the devil's thrown at you, but you're still here. Amen. And just tell him, I'm still ready for one more round. Glory to God. I didn't start this thing to stop. I'm ready to go on. Let's all stand together.